How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. The home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1 Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This is the Travis Thomas Show on WEEI. Ball so hard. I know he's hyped for this. Travis Thomas experience here on WEEI. Joined now by family. I mean, honestly, listen, when I got the gig here, right, everyone told me, they said, well, hey, listen, you're going to Boston. If they don't like you, they're going to run you right out of town. And all I've got is love since I've been here. My guest right now is a big reason why he made me feel welcome. He's a family man like I am with young kids. He's versatile. He has the ability to host analysts, sideline reporting, you name it. He's swagged out. Ball so hard. Adam Pellerin of Nesson joins us. Welcome home to the show, family. Ball so hard. I nearly fell out of my chair when I heard that. A little watch the throne to get us started. Yes, my man. Yes. You got to set the tone, man. I just felt like, you know, I... I wanted to come in like Latimer and set the tone. Now, Adam is out in L.A. right now as a bees. Get ready to take on the Kings tonight. We'll preview that game. I'm working on the TV side tonight, too, so I'll be up late. Don't worry. uh, Holding it down. But I actually want to start with, you know, kind of what I said in the intro. I mean, look, since I've been here, not only did you show me love, the callers have shown me love. I mean, everyone's given me a lot of love since arriving to this market and as someone who is from here what is that why is it that everyone was like oh man boston they'll chew you up and spit you out and then i get here and it's it's all love what like explain to me why people think that it's a different way here than at least in what i've experienced that's a testament to you my friend that's what it is and people here see through bs They see through BS. They don't like people to talk down to them, right? People listen to this program. We're a sports-savvy town, and if somebody's trying to BS you, we pick up on that. And you, my friend, are a straight shooter. So that is a testament to you. That is why you've gotten nothing but love. That's why you're on the airwaves, on TV, and on radio. Every platform imaginable 
you will find Travis Thomas and the Travis Thomas experience. Well, I really appreciate that. And I tell you what, it's good news because I'm never leaving. <laughs> now, now that we have all the pleasantries over, how in the hell do you fix your football team? I mean, if you are Robert Kraft, what would you do, Adam? Oh, my goodness. You're giving me the keys yes. to the castle down in Foxborough. Yes. It's up to me now. What would I do? Yes. Well, I would start by holding everybody accountable, right? Because it's not just on one guy. It's on the collective. And so, yes, there's a lot of criticism directed at Bill Belichick, the GM and the coach, the offensive coordinator, the quarterback, the offensive line. You have to look at all of these things. You can't just – point to one thing and say yep we're going to fix this and this will handle all of our problems this will take care of everything no it's just not the case and so you have to just look at it and really you know bill belichick obviously built quite a resume for himself in this town and he did it with tom brady he doesn't have tom brady anymore and they haven't been able to have that same success so you have to look at him as well i don't think He's considered untouchable at this point. I think there was a time, obviously, where he was. I don't know if he can say that now. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, I said, for me, Jim Harbaugh makes a lot of sense, but that could be pie in the sky. So if that's not obtainable, I would be willing to move on from Bill Belichick and give a young offensive mind, whether it's coordinator, quarterback, coach, sort of an upstart kid, the gig because the defense is ready and that will help him learn on the job, so to speak. And then maybe, listen, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I think to all of us, you're going to have a pretty good draft pick here. There's a ton of good college quarterbacks. I mean, I would just get younger and more innovative on the offensive side on my head coaching position and that quarterback position. And I just say, defense, we're going to need you for a while until this thing clicks and then that's how I would move forward that's what I would do yeah I mean that makes a lot of sense obviously injuries have hurt you on the defensive side of the ball but the offense or lack thereof has been the story this season anybody can see that I mean I haven't been following the team very closely because as you mentioned I'm out here on the west coast I've been with the Bruins all season long and beginning in training camp so yeah I've been watching the games but I haven't been at the practices and I've read you know, what people are writing about. And this team obviously is a bad way, is in a bad way right now. But offensively, and you mentioned that the young offensive-minded coach, I mean, we've seen that model work a couple of times in the NFL, right? We've seen yep. it. We're seeing it work right now in Miami. Yep. Uh, we saw it out on the West Coast with the Rams and Sean McVay was a young head coach. And so that is has proven to be a recipe for success. It doesn't always work. But, you know, you're talking about the head coach, you got to talk about the GM too, right? Because if you part ways right. with Bill Belichick, you need to fill two positions. That's and you right. need to have a GM who's going to hire a new head coach who is in line with that philosophy. As far as the quarterback goes, and I get it. I mean, we've watched Mac Jones play, but we've also seen, you know, and I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just laying out the facts. Three different offensive coordinators, yep. right? Yep. For, for a guy coming into the league as a quarterback, that's not great. We've seen the weapons offensively. We've seen the offensive line, all the things that we talked about off the top, when you can't just say, yep, this one thing or two things even will fix this team moving forward. No, it's multiple things. Mm. And so I don't know 
you know, may, maybe you get a good – I mean, do you really – you give up on Mac Jones, you draft the quarterback of the future, and then you got to wait a couple of years, and then you got to bring in a new offensive coordinator? I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe that is the direction that they go in, but there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues. What did they go, 12 quarters without scoring a touchdown? Oh I think that's God. what it was, something like that. It's putrid. So, yeah, it's, it's not good. No, Adam Pellerin of Nesson joining us here on the Travis Thomas Experience. All right, get us ready for the bees tonight. What should we be looking out for? How do you see it playing out? What the hell happened with DeBrusque? Fill us in on everything. <laughs> yeah, so as far as the Jake DeBrusque situation is concerned, Jim Montgomery confirmed it today that he was late for a meeting, so he will not be in the lineup tonight, and that's a shame for a number of reasons. But if you want to talk just about the game and the opponent that you're facing tonight in the L.A. Kings. This is the toughest opponent that the Bruins have faced in the young season. They were able to pick up wins over the Blackhawks on opening night. Connor Bedard night. Everybody's been talking about him, obviously. (laughs) You take care of business against the Nashville Predators, and then, you know, you don't play your best game. You don't play a full 60 uh, against the Sharks, but you're able to get the job done. You mix up the lines a little bit. You try to get an offensive spark. You end up winning that game, but – you know, this Kings team is very good. They're good offensively. They've, they're averaging nearly five goals per game to start the year. They're very good down the middle. Everybody knows Andre Kopitar. They got Pierre-Luc Dubois in the offseason. They got Philip Deneau as well, who's playing well. And so this is going to be a tough test for the Bruins tonight. And they did. They had to mix up the lines a little bit. So, you had Jake DeBrusque, who was skating alongside Pavel Zaka and David Pasternak. You moved Milan Lucic from the fourth line up to that line because he and Pasta have had some chemistry early on when they've been on the ice together. So we'll see if that bears any fruit for the Bruins tonight. A couple of other things to watch. Matt Patra, the young kid who had been playing well in preseason and training camp, getting the opportunity to start the season with the Bruins, it's a nine-game trial. So if after nine games the Bruins decide they want to send him back to juniors because they can't send him to Providence because he's too young, right. then that might be the case. But this is still an audition for him. Last game out wasn't his best, so we'll see if he can rebound. And this is going to be a tough, cha- tough challenge for him as well because obviously he's a centerman, and we talked about how good the Kings are down the middle. So. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fun one tonight in L.A. In fact, Travis, I'm looking right now for my hotel room at Crypto.com Arena, oh. home of the Kings and the Lakers and the Sparks as well. I don't know if you've ever been out here, but they got a pretty cool monument park of sorts where they have uh, Shaq sculpture and yeah. Magic and Kareem, and uh, it's a pretty cool spot. So good environment tonight, and also Kopitar is, is – is, uh, going to break the Kings all-time games played record uh, tonight. I'm going to pass Dustin Brown on that list. So an historic night as well. No doubt. Listen, I have been out there. I still call it the Staples Center. And by the way, you know, I shot, <laughs> <laughs> I shot you this text. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put it on wax for the record, man. I think you do a kick-ass job. Uh, with covering the bees and all the teams, but right now, obviously, it's brewing season. Uh, you're you're killing it. I'll let you go with this one. Is this a Celtics year? I think it is because, <laughs> and, and I and I'm going to tell you, I think it is because we all knew, and you and I talked about it, and we talk about it at the office with our peers and coworkers. We all knew they needed to shake things up, and I think Brad Stevens deserves a ton of credit 
for all the moves that were made. I think it's going to work. I think this is a year. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they got their starting point guard, right? right. I mean, I think that's the key. Kristaps Porzingis is going to be very good for this team if he can stay healthy. That's the big caveat with Porzingis. It always has. But Drew Holiday is a very good point guard, a very good point guard who has who is playoff tested, right? So that is huge. Obviously, Marcus Smart was what he was offensively, very good defensively, but they did. They needed to shake things up. And now you have Holiday and you have Derek White, you know, coming off the bench. I mean, that's that's pretty legit. So, yeah, I do. I like the Celtics. But, again, as good as those pieces are, Travis, you know just as well as I do, it's got to be Jason Tatum. It's got to be Jalen Brown. Yeah. Those two stars have to shine when the lights are the brightest. Yeah. Well, that's why I like, I mean, you know, Porzingis and Holiday are guys that were already used to sort of being ancillary pieces. They're too good to be called role players, but, you know, they they were used to not being the first option. And especially in Holiday's case, he's won on the big scale, been there, done that, knows how to do it. That's why I think, you know, the chemistry will work with that team. I appreciate you always, AP. You know I love you, man. I appreciate the support from day one, and uh, I'm excited about, you know, even though both of our careers are going in great directions, I'm more excited about the friendship growing over the years, man. Thanks for always supporting me, and thanks for coming on. I will have you on early and often, brother. Thank you. Love you, buddy. Thanks for having me on this Saturday. There he is, the great Adam Pellerin of Nesson. You can catch him tonight for Bruins coverage, doing everything there. When we come back, I'll preview Patriots and Bills and the entire NFL slate. Travis Thomas, W-E-E-I, here's what's trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on W-E-E-I. Here's what's trending now. The Patriots will host the Bills tomorrow at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff at 1 p.m. Josh Uche, Riley Reef, and Keon White have been ruled out, and another 16 players have been listed as questionable. Some of those players include David Andrews, Ramondre Stevenson, Hunter Henry, Christian Barmore, and Demario Douglas. Dietrich Wise was on with Gresham Fourier earlier this week. He called the game against Buffalo a must-win game. It's very important. This game is like, like a playoff game for us. We, get, we, we must get a win. Uh, to turn everything around, but also we must win too because it's in our division. And we, as long as I've been here, the goal is to always win our division. So we can, if we can win our division, and uh, we'll definitely be in, our, in the in the the right step forward to turning this season around by winning this, this this game right here. Bruins road trip out west continues. They take on the Kings tonight. Puck, puck drop at an annoying 10.30 p.m. Per coach Montgomery earlier this morning, Jake DeBrusque was late to a team meeting. He will not be playing tonight in Los Angeles. MLB playoff news. The Astros rallied back last night in the ninth with a three-run homer from Altuve that led to their 5-4 victory over the Rangers. Houston now goes up 3-2 in that series. And the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies 6-5 last night. That series tied to two games apiece. Phillies are in Arizona tonight for game five. First pitch, just about three hours, 8.05. And the New England Revolution take on Philadelphia tonight at Gillette Stadium. That game gets underway at 6 p.m. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More with Travis coming up. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. You're listening to the Travis Thomas Show on WEEI and on the Odyssey app. Here's the scenario, Travis Thomas experience on WEEI. Taking your phone call, 617-779-7937. Listen, I mean, we're talking football. So if you want to get in here, get in here. 617-779-7937. I will switch gears uh, later to end this fine radio program. We'll talk postseason baseball, B's, and C's. But for now... Uh, I want to actually talk about this Patriots-Bills game. So, you know, <laughs> I spent the whole show uh, practically telling you how I'd rebuild the Patriots because it's obvious to me that that needs to happen. But I do want to talk about this game tomorrow. Travis Thomas experience on Twitter and Instagram as well. So, look, I'm looking at this game like I'm a big fight fan. And, and you know, Stiz and I have talked UFC, and we're bo- we both like – um, sanctioned violence. Big but, fight tonight. Big fight. Yeah, okay. now today actually it was in um, it was overseas, so they fought earlier. Uh, and I've been getting a bunch of notifications, but I'm trying to don't get me sidetracked because you know how I am. <laughs> I'll turn this into UFC talk, and I'm not trying to do that. But the fights, I believe, might be over by now. Uh, um, thought, you look into it because it yeah, was like during the day because it was overseas with the time zone or whatever. I can't. I don't even know where they're fighting. But I saw that earlier that uh, I saw a commercial and it was like, card starts today at 1 p.m. And I was like, wait, what? Uh, But anyway, so styles make fights is my point about Bills and Patriots, right? So here's what I mean. In watching that Bills and Giants game, I know you guys saw the same thing I did. And the Bills offense... I mean, it's kind of been helter-skelter this season anyway. They've been inconsistent. I mean, one week they'll push and shove around the Dolphins and beat the hell out of them, and you're like, man, this could be the year for the Bills. And then uh, the offense I'm talking about. And then offensively, they'll lay a stinker against the Giants, and you're like, what's going on? So offensively, it was kind of on brand for what the Bills have been doing so far this season defensively is where I think there's an opportunity. They, right now, much like the Patriots, 
Um, you know, they have a lot of key injuries defensively. But unlike the Patriots, the Bills seemingly have been decimated from their defensive injuries. The Patriots are missing key guys. Gonzalez, Judon, we understand that. But they're still playing pretty well. Um, the Bills' defense is kind of a mess right now. And the that's why the Giants were able to hang in that game and damn near win it. I mean, they had a chance to win that game. They had a couple bad calls. Um, Tyrod, you know, it's Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I like Tyrod, but it's Tyrod Taylor, okay? So that's why I say styles make fights in a sense that I just don't believe the Patriots – have enough firepower. I mean, any other quarterback than Tyrod Taylor, they win that game. The Giants win that game. Well, could could I not argue? I mean, you could argue right now Tyrod Taylor's better than Mac Jones. You certainly can't argue Mac Jones is better than him right now. You could say they're even Stevens, but the way they're playing currently, I, I mean, advantage Giants. So I actually think that in this game, I just have zero, okay? Let me be more clear here. Zero faith that anyone offensively for New England can make any plays to exploit what we're seeing right now from the Bills' defense. I have zero faith. I don't believe Mac Jones is going to do it. I have given up all hope on Ramondre Stevenson. Let me let me tell you something. I got this insight early in my career, and then I followed it up as I went up the chain. Here's what I mean. Early in my career, I was covering a team that offense just stunk. It couldn't do anything right, okay? Anything. I mean, it's worse than what we're seeing now. And I remember talking to a former player who was actually a wide receiver. So I knew it wasn't like a biased thing that he told me. Because, you know, wide receivers receivers can be divas, right? So the this wide receiver, I'm not going to drop any names here or even teams because it doesn't matter. Just listen to the point. This guy tells me, this wide receiver in the NFL, former, tells me, when your offense can't do anything right, the best thing you can do as a coach, as an offense, is run the ball. Call run plays. And he's told me, he said, because it makes life easier for the quarterback. We receivers don't love blocking every damn play, but it does give us a chance to go punch someone in the mouth, right? Go block, go hit someone, get dirty, get physical. You're frustrated, so it it lets you like kind of let that out, okay? The running backs love it because they're getting carries. And he goes, no one on the team loves it more than the offensive line. And I said, yeah, but I, I like interject. Young, cocky sports broadcaster, I know everything, right? This guy played in the GDAM NFL. He's telling me what to do with a bad defense. Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, but... This offensive line sucks on this particular team, right? He goes, Trav, (laughs) we're all pro athletes, man. 
The offensive line sucks for pass pro. There's not an offensive line in the league that can't block, that can't run block. There's not an offensive line in the league that doesn't love getting those running plays, getting those those calls from the sideline that we're just going to keep running the ball. They live for that. Those big uglies up front, those big hog mollies, they live for run blocking. I don't care how bad your offensive line. He doubled down. He goes, if you have a bad offensive line, you should be running the ball more, okay? This is why I say all that to say this is why I've given up on Ramondre Stevenson. I have. At first I thought, okay, you're down in these games, so he's not getting enough carries. Well, they were in the game with the Raiders. He's getting the carries. This guy, he's not. He's just not explosive. He's not giving me anything. He's averaging three yards a carry. What is this, three yards in a cloud of dust? Come on, bro. Zeke Elliott looks more explosive, but none of us want Zeke getting the ball 28 times a game. I want Ramondre to be the workhorse. I mean, they can't run the ball. Max stinks. Right, what are you, are you going to sell me on Kendrick Bourne as your receiver? Stop. This offense can't do anything. By the way, later in my career, I ran that very take by an a former offensive lineman, and he confirmed. He was like, yeah, that's absolute fact. If your offense stinks, run the damn ball. Your offensive line, your offensive line stinks, run the ball. I mean, this team can't do anything right. Because of that, it just depends on which Bills offense shows up tomorrow. If the Bills that beat the hell out of the Dolphins show up, I mean, <laughs> this thing's going to be over by halftime. Sorry. If the Bills offense that's Jekyll and Hyde every week shows up, which I have a sneaky suspicion is going to happen because we are talking about a Bill Belichick defense here, then it won't be a complete bloodbath. But the problem is where you could have success against the Bills defense, this Patriots team does not have the personnel to do it. Styles make fights, and the Pats are getting knocked out tomorrow. It's just a matter of what round. 617-779-7937. I will go through all the games. I want to get to the phone line, though. My man Steve on line one wants to talk Patriots with me. Steve, your thoughts on tomorrow's game, and also how would you fix this team? Well, I don't think anybody knows how to fix the team. I mean, um, I, um, I I used to live in, in Massachusetts, and I used to watch every game since 1995. And, and when Bill Belichick come along, yeah. I would have never thought that it would ever get to this point where they're one and five. And who would have thought that him being at the helm, something like this would happen? Sure. Yeah. I feel and your pain. I don't know. I. I well, I had no problem with Bill Belichick. He had a bad, he's having a bad season. It's really hard to pinpoint uh, who's the more to blame, offensive line or whatever, defense coordinator, whatever. But I like Bill Belichick, and I don't know how long does this man want to coach is what I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's a fair point, Steve. I appreciate the call. And I'll say this. Um, I brought this up earlier in the show. It, it's it's probably a little deeper than, than what you're – what you're saying here, is it the line? You're, like, looking to blame, kind of. Like, is it the line? Is it the 
personnel? Is it? I'm going to go a little bit deeper. And I brought this name up earlier in the show. You know, I said if you look at Pete Carroll in Seattle, okay, um, and I said I am fairly certain these two guys are, if not the same age, they're close in age. Okay, so Pete Carroll's 72. I'm looking this up now. Pete Carroll's 72 years old. Um, and I'm bringing this up for a reason. Bill Belichick. How old is Bill Belichick now? Is, is he not 72? Bill Belichick is 71. Okay, so I was I was right. I was guesstimating here that they were right right there, neck and neck. So Pete Carroll's actually older <laughs> than Bill Belichick. Perfect for where I'm about to go. If you look at Belichick now, he is an old man. I, I'm not trying to be funny. The team plays like an old – I mean, am I wrong? Is Does this not play like a 90s team? They want to run the ball. They want to not turn it over, and they want to just bludgeon you on defense. Bruh, no one does that anymore, okay? Bill looks old. He sounds old. He's just – he's old man that yells at clouds, okay? Well, Travis, what the hell does Pete Carroll have to do with any of this? Well, I'll tell you now. Bear with me. Seattle? I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They feel like they're going to make it again this year. He took a reclamation project in Geno Smith, who was atrocious. One of the worst quarterbacks this league has ever seen. And he pulled a Bill Belichick. I mean, he's like, bruh. We got a good defense, run game, weapons. Come on down. Just don't lose it. What's Pete Carroll do with the media? I mean, this guy's chipper. Is he not? I mean, peachy keen jelly bean. Am I wrong? No, I'm not. He gets out there at practice, and he's throwing guys the ball, and he's running around, and he's, woo, and he's probably taking shots with guys in the offseason at the bar. Pete Carroll's fun. He's youthful. He still has his fastball, man. By the way, I mean, I know I'm not in Seattle here. I'm not doing Seattle sports talk radio, but can we acknowledge something? I mean, he gave Bill Belichick a ring. You know that's a fact. Also, those Super Bowl teams, Legion of Boom, defense-led, Russell Wilson. Turns out Russell Wilson wasn't exactly who we thought he was, huh? Run game. Defense, quarterback, don't lose it. Same damn formula as Bill. What's the difference? Pete, that's the difference. Energy, youthfulness, connectivity with your players who are younger. You're getting older, they're getting younger. It's a young man's game. Pete can still connect. And look what he's doing now. He hasn't lost his fastball because this is – Pete Carroll, Seattle Seahawks, 3.0, right? The team that gave the Patriots a Super Bowl was Russell Wilson, strong defense, run game with beast mode. Yes, we agree. Okay, great. 2.0 was Legion of Boom was done. They priced themselves out. They cursed Pete and Russ on their way out of the door. And what was that? Then it was let Russ cook, remember? He got paid. He's putting up numbers. They were still a playoff team. They didn't, they didn't win a Super Bowl. They were still relevant. They were better than what we're seeing every Sunday with this team, right? Okay, we agree. 
Now, Seahawks 3.0. Look at him. Playoffs. Geno Smith. Good defense. Young defense at that. Young running backs. DK Metcalf. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Tyler Lockett. I mean, <laughs> listen, Bill, it's just time. It's nothing wrong with it. It happens to all of us. It's just time to move on. All right, I want to run through these games. Uh, Raiders and Bears. I'll start there because no one cares. Who are these quarterbacks? Justin Fields is out. Garoppolo's out. I mean, honest to God, I don't think Raiders or Bears fans want to watch that game. So I'll give you my prediction. I'll I'll take the Bears. (laughs) They're at home. You know, if I'm that quarterback that uh, none of us have ever heard of, here's what I do. Get the ball to DJ Moore. The end. Uh, Colts-Browns. I still don't know if Deshaun's going to play or not. I actually think the Colts could have an upset here. They can run the ball. They have a pretty good defense. They're well coached. You know, it seems like Shane Steichen can coach. And even if Deshaun plays, man, that dude, he just doesn't look quite right, does he? Uh, we know he's not right in the head, but as far as on the field, I think that could be an upset. I'll take a shot with the Colts at home there. Uh, Commanders and Giants, I actually like this Commanders team. I think they have a really good defense. They just have a young quarterback, and they're going through growing pains. One week he looks good. One week he looks awful. That's the breaks, kid. I think uh, the Giants stink, so I'll take the Commanders in that one. Falcons, Bucks. Bucks at home, say what you want. I know the Falcons had all this hype and weapons and ah, whatever. Baker Mayfield's kind of balling. So I'll take the Bucks at home. Ravens and Lions. Look, if this is in London or something, maybe I go the Lions way. It's in the big crab cake. Good luck with that. And I like the Lions. I actually think the Lions could be a sleeper team when we get to the playoffs where they knock off a 49er or knock off an Eagle. Uh, but you know, we're talking about October in Baltimore here. Lamar's playing well. I'll take the Ravens. Steelers, Rams. Listen, the Steelers defense means business, but as long as Matt Stafford is upright and healthy and Cooper Cup is upright and healthy, this Rams team, they're a sleeper team. I like them at home over the Steelers, even though they'll probably be more Steelers fans in there than Rams. Uh, Seahawks are going to destroy the Cardinals. Uh, Packers, Broncos. I'll take a shot here with the Packers. I just said this about the Commanders. They have a young QB in Jordan Love, and you go through growing pains. What this kid has to do is just be consistently good, just be average. That's all he has to do. Jordan Love, just be average because that roster means business. So I'll take the Packers to go into Denver and beat the Broncos, who are a mess. Uh, Chiefs and Chargers, I like the Chargers to hang in there, but in the end, they're going to pull the Chargers. It's what they always do. They'll mismanage the clock. Herbert will throw a pick. Staley, the coach, will stand over there looking like a complete moron, not knowing what's going on, and Mahomes will do something Mahomes-like in the end. Chiefs will probably win by a field goal or something. And then for the Sunday nighter, I can't wait for this game. I mean, I'm drinking for this game. I just want you to know. Like, I usually don't drink. It's a school night. You know what I mean? I got to get up early Monday with the kids and whatnot. Oh, no. Daddy's going to be hungover on Monday because this is going to be a great game between the Dolphins and Eagles. I actually think the difference in the game will be Jalen Hurts, and it will be his legs. I mean, two is great. McDaniel's system is great. The Dolphins are awesome. But that Philly crowd is going to be drunk and angry and just – 
hurling all type of obscenities. And I think Jalen Hurts' legs will be the X factor. He'll make a play late, run to pick up a first down, extend a drive, do something that will push the Eagles over the edge and win that game. And then uh, Niners and Vikings on Monday night. I mean, the Vikings are a mess. I've heard enough of uh, Kirk Cousins' name this week on these airways. If I hear that name again uh, coming to the Patriots, it'll be too soon, okay? How's never sound? Listen, I covered him a long time in Washington. You do not want Kirk Cousins, okay? 49ers are going to work them on Monday night. So there you go. Uh, Listen, when we (laughs) – could I be more clear there, Stiz, that uh, Kirk Cousins sucks? Coming up, we'll switch gears. We'll preview the Celtics season plus. We'll talk postseason baseball and the Bruins, too. All that more coming up to end this fine radio program. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI. This is the Travis Thomas Show on WEEI. Travis Thomas experience on WEEI. I am fired up for the Celtics season getting underway this week. I mean, listen, honestly, I uh, I said this earlier in the show. I believe it was to Adam Pellerin from Nesson who was on. Uh, I said, listen, I think this is a Celtics year because we all knew that they needed to make some wholesale changes and add to the Jalen Brown. We knew Jalen Brown was going to get paid. Uh, You know, I'm not going to waste any time on do we think that was the right move or not. But we knew it was coming, right? So you had to do something around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum because what they had, they made it to a finals. They made Eastern Conference finals. I mean, they did everything under the sun except add another banner to the rafters. So... Brad Stevens deserves all the credit because I love the moves that they made. In fact, you know, the Bucs get all the love for getting Dame time. Great move. Great move for them. Great fit. Giannis and Dame, oh, that works. But here's the thing. Those are two stars. What I love that the Celtics did was they have their two established stars in Brown and Tatum. Those two know how to work together. You bring in a Porzingis, you bring in a Holiday. These are guys who were already used to being second, third fiddle. They were fine with it. Holiday won a title with it. He gets it. I think it's going to work. I think the chemistry, this team is going to gel faster than the Bucks will. And that'll be the difference. Celtics will have home court in the Eastern Conference. And they roll to the finals. And I believe on Wednesday night in Madison Square Garden, they will roll the Knicks. That's where it all starts. My thoughts on the Bruins thus far, obviously still early, is exactly what I predicted coming into the season. I said, listen, they're not going to have style points this year like they did last year. They're not going to break any regular season historical records for all these wins and points and goals, and it's just not going to happen. What they're going to be is what we thought 
they would be coming into last season. They're going to be one of the top four or five, maybe six teams in the East. And you know what? So far, it feels like that, right? They haven't lost, true, but they don't look like some indestructible team. They're kind of grinding these games out. Listen, I am telling you, I covered so many damn regular season great Washington Capitals teams. I mean, it would make your head spin. Ovi's breaking all these records, and this team is going to get it done. And and then what would happen? They'd get bounced in the first round. And I said, I thought going into the playoffs last year was too much, too many regular season, this and that, and this team is historically whatever. President's trophy means nothing. You want to be built for the playoffs. I actually think this Bruins team, with the expectations being down a bit, watch them go on a playoff run. This will, I'm not saying they're going to the cup, but, hell, if you get in and you don't have expectations and you can go on a deep playoff run, anything can happen. I actually think this team, obviously barring health, it's still earlier, early, but I think this team is going to make the playoffs and do better than we all suspect. That's what I've seen so far from the Bruins, exactly what I thought I would. By the way, we do have uh, postseason baseball tonight. Have these games been great? I mean, look, I'm as bitter as anyone that uh, I've been here now for two Red Sox seasons in town, and I have not got a Red Sox postseason, and I am angry. But, I mean, these playoffs have been great, man. They have. I actually think um, I have a lot of respect for the Diamondbacks that they've come back and tied this thing up, but I still like the Phillies tonight, and I like the Phillies in the series. I appreciate all of us. I'll be back hopefully sooner than later. Stiz, you're the man, brother. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I hope uh, we get linked up more in the coming weeks as well. You can follow me at Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter or X, whatever the hell it's called. It's mama named it Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter and Instagram at Travis Thomas Experience. See you soon. Check me out tonight on Nesson. Peace. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.